Lecture topic. Advices to those involved in Dini efforts. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> يا ايها المدثر قم فانذر وربك فكبر وثيابك فطهر والرجز فهجر ولا تمن تستكثر ولربك فاصبر صدق الله العظيم مسجد استاذ students brothers and elders i was asked to come and share a few words with the, those who are involved and engaged in teaching in our makatib. So this is a very great blessing of Allah Ta'ala. Those who are engaged in the work of deen, in the work of da'wat, in the work of teaching deen. Indeed this is beyond our imagination what is the good in this. In the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is reported to have said that خَيْرُكُمْ مَنْ تَعَلَّمَ الْقُرْآنَ وَعَلَّمَ The best among you are those who learn the Qur'an and teach it. So whether the world will understand this or not, whether they will appreciate this or not, whether they will be able to comprehend what the reality of this is or not, but what the words of Rasulullah are 100% true. There cannot be any shadow of doubt in it. So the whole world should understand that those who are involved in learning and teaching the Qur'an Sharif, there cannot be anybody better than them in any occupation. So that is the title and the the accolade that Rasulullah has given, he has said khayrukum, the best among you, best among all people, are those who are engaged in the learning and teaching of the Qur'an Sharif. So there should be no doubt about that. That is something that should be known to everybody else, should be understood and appreciated by us as well. That this is such a great opportunity Allah Ta'ala has blessed a person with. Nevertheless, this is just merely a muzakara, just a revision for myself personally, I need it more than anybody. And at the same time, on the instruction that I should say a few words, so this is just sharing it with others, but this is what I need myself and the lessons that I am most in need of. The beginning and the first portion of Surah Al-Muddathir was recited at the beginning. This is a surah that was revealed very, very early in the time of the Nubuat of Rasulullah According to the Mufassirin, the first ayat that were revealed with the first five surah ayat of Surah Al-Iqra. These were the first ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that were revealed, Iqra, Bismirabbikal Ladi Khalaq, the first surah, five ayats. And then for a period of time there was no further wahi, which is known as the Fatratul Wahi, the period where wahi was withheld for a while. And thereafter again, there are many details surrounding it, we just get into the main points. Then the wahi resumed, it started again. And the first wahi that came after this interim period of the fatra was these ayat of Suratul Muddathir. And in this, ayat, in this portion of the surah, 
Rasulullah is being given the instruction that now you have to go ahead and carry out this command of Allah Ta'ala of passing on his deen, of taking deen to the people. And in order to fulfill this task, there are six commands that Allah Ta'ala gives. That these are the things that you should take care of in order to achieve what the objective is to fulfill this responsibility correctly so there are six injunctions that you need to now take care of so in this surah Allah addresses Rasulullah sallallahu at that time he was wrapped in a cloth in a in a like a thick garment actually what happened was he had suddenly seen after this lengthy period that had passed in between where no wahi came suddenly Rasulullah while he was walking he sees Jibreel sitting suspended between the heavens and the earth and in his majestic form and suddenly being just confronted with this scene of this great angel in the midst of suspended between the skies and the earth it just filled him with awe and he quickly rushed home and he said to them Zammiluni, quickly wrap me with something when a person suddenly something just affects him and he begins to shiver, feels a bit cold so when he was wrapped up and these ayat of the Quran Shari were revealed Ya ayyuhal buddhasir Oh the one who is wrapped in this cloak, in this garment this was a very affectionate address Allah Ta'ala is addressing Rasulullah in a very loving manner Ya ayyuhal muddathir Qum fa'anzir Now this is addressed to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but being the last and final Nabi his legacy was then left for the Ummah to follow and those who will follow in his footsteps of fulfilling his mission because his mission must continue till Qiyamah and Rasulullah sallallahu left the dunya after a period of 23 years after he became the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala so 23 years of Nubuat and then he moved on from the dunya but the mission is still Qiyamah so this mission would be continued by those who are the vicegerents, the representatives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa they are the people who convey the deen they are the people who carry the responsibility of conveying this deen on their shoulders so the same instructions, the same guidance, the same uh, directives that were given to Rasulullah would apply to every person who teaches deen, who conveys deen till Qiyamah. The same direction. That is the Quran Sharif has preserved this. That this is to be followed by us until Qiyamah whoever comes in the same path. Allah instruction says, Ya Yuhal Muddathir Qum Fa'andir literally means to stand up here it means now to get ready for the task it's not necessarily literally to stand up now immediately but meaning there's this task on hand now now the work starts so meaning get ready for the work move on for the work Qum. and what is the task anzir anzir literally translated means to warn because at that time there was still hardly anybody, there was very few handful. That is, we were all rejectors. Everybody was rejecting. So now to warn them that look, this rejection is very dangerous. 
it will lead to everlasting doom in the akhirat. The only way of salvation and only way of getting safety, getting the everlasting jannah is through iman. Without iman, there cannot be any entry into jannah. So now, wake up and warn about this. But this anzir, this comes from inzar. In the Arabic language, the root word inzar. It has a very specific meaning. It is not just a matter of warning. Warning, there can be different ways of warning. Warning is for example, Allah forbid, Allah protect us, that an enemy is warning somebody, you watch out otherwise I want to shoot. We don't move otherwise I'll just stand there, I want to come, I'll do what I have to do. person is getting hijacked and now he's being warned by the hijacker. You make one move and you'll be killed. That's also a warning. But that warning is a very different warning. That's a warning of a person who has enmity, who is an enemy, who is thirsty for somebody's destruction. And then you get the warning of an affectionate father to his child. He's also warning. Look my son, you mustn't join the wrong company. Don't get into all these kind of things. Don't go in the wrong places. So all these are warnings. Look, this is very dangerous. You'll harm yourself. Don't get into that kind of situation that's going to destroy your future. He's giving warnings. But those warnings are filled with love. He's also warning him. But that warning is filled with muhabba, with love. It's a very affectionate way. The enemy is also warning. And this is also warning. But there's a world of difference between the two. That person's manner of warning is filled with hatred. That person's manner of warning is a warning of an enemy. And this warning is the warning of a person who has full of love, full of affection, full of kindness and compassion. That is what the word inzar means. And that was all the Ambiya the title that Rasulullah was given in the Quran Sharif many places, Bashiran Nazira. Bashir, the giver of glad tidings. And Nazir, the one who gave warnings. What kind of warnings? Warnings beyond the warning of the most affectionate father. Meaning that warning which was filled with more love than the most affectionate father can have. That kind of warning which nobody else can fill so much of love in it. So Rasulullah was Nazir, a giver of warnings, but that kind of warning which was filled with love. So now this is the legacy and this is the guideline also. Anybody else will follow in the footsteps of Rasulullah until Qiyamah in conveying deen. And they will follow this. They will be also Nazir, Qum Anzir. They will follow the same path. Standing up, meaning getting ready for the task. And to do what? Inzar. To warn people. Warning what? Look, don't put yourself in this destruction. Come. Come to us deen. Oh, now that child is already there. Come, come learn. Learn the Quran Shari. Learn how to live your life as a good Muslim. Learn how to be a person with all the beautiful qualities of deen, of iman, of honesty, of uprightness, of compassion, of kindness, of forgiveness, and all the other good things and attributes. Become a person who now Allah Ta'ala is pleased with, who will become an asset to himself in dunya and for others also, and he will move inshallah in the path of Jannah with that affection, with that love, with that mahabba, with that compassion and kindness. Um fa'andhim. And in order to make this effective, the starting point is 
And he has to start with the task. The task is inzar. He has to give this warning. But what is the starting point of the work itself? وَرَبَّكَ فَكَبِّرْ That express the greatness of your Rabb. فَكَبِّرْ doesn't necessarily mean just saying Allahu Akbar. But it's more than that. Meaning saying it is there. That will happen. That happens all the time and must happen. It will happen daily, repeatedly. Every day, five times a day, the Azan starts off with Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Towards the end again, two more times. So already in the Azan, around 20 times a day, a person will hear Allahu Akbar. And then in the Iqama, he'll hear another 20 times a day. And then the entire Salah, Allahu Akbar, will start off. Again in Ruku, Allahu Akbar. Going into Sajda, Allahu Akbar. Coming up from Sajda, Allahu Akbar. In one two rakats of Salah, so many times, the whole day, how many times? What is the objective of this? This is what is referred to in this ayat. Now this person is going to be conveying deen. How is this deen going to be understood and appreciated <coughs> by that child in the maktab? By that person we're giving da'wah to? By that person we're trying to encourage him in deen? By instilling the greatness of Allah Ta'ala in the heart. That to the extent that the greatness of Allah Ta'ala settles in the heart, that itself will drive the person now to do what Allah Ta'ala wants and to please Allah Ta'ala. And if the greatness of Allah Ta'ala hasn't settled in the heart, then the person is going to hear things and just pass it by because the greatness of Allah Ta'ala is not there. A person, somebody stops him. So he wants to stop him, he just ignores him and carries on walking. The person says, hey, stop. He says, who are you? Why must I stop for you? So then the person pulls out a card from his pocket. They'll be showing now, I'm the, from the intelligence service, secret police or whatever. Now he suddenly gets a shock. Now he suddenly stops dead in his tracks. He says, okay, what about what you want to do? Is there a problem? Is something? What can I do? Now suddenly he stopped dead in his tracks. The person now is just wearing ordinary clothes and so on. So first he took him for just any ordinary person. Now when the person suddenly pulled out his card that he's now part of the scorpions or something now. So now the thing stung him suddenly. The scorpion sting now. So now he just, why? Because now he realizes this person is an ordinary person. He's got a lot of power with him. He's got a lot of authority. Just now if I don't cooperate, maybe I get in a big problem, I'll get thrown in prison or something. So what changed the whole approach? First he was ignoring him. And then the person is telling him, stop, he's saying, who are you? I must say stop for you. And now suddenly he just became very humble, he's cooperating. What changed was that now suddenly the importance of this person came in him. This person got a lot of power, authority. That changed. When that came, the whole approach changed. Now that person with that authority too is nevertheless insan like us. He's a human being like us. Today he got authority and tomorrow he got nothing. Carry on. One day this person, the next day that person. Today this person on top, next day he is down. Allah Ta'ala is the creator of this whole universe. All greatness belongs to Allah alone. Allahu Akbar. So now that greatness of Allah Ta'ala comes in the heart of a person. His whole approach will change. That will now drive him. That will wake him up for Fajr for example. That will hold his hand back from anything haram. That will hold his legs back from walking in the direction of something haram. That will keep his eyes and gaze low from looking at any haram. It will keep his ears closed 
to any haram. He'll hold his tongue back from any vulgar language, any kind of evil talk. Why? Allah is watching. Allah is aware. Allah Ta'ala knows. يَعْدَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْأَعْيُنُ وَمَا تُخْفِ الصُّدُورُ Allah Ta'ala knows the deception of the eye, where the eye is looking, what's going on. What is inside the heart? Allah knows. Now the greatness of Allah Ta'ala came in the heart of that child. So now he doesn't look to see now, is my ustad watching me? My parents are watching, who's watching? The greatness of Allah Ta'ala is in the heart, he knows, Allah is watching. Doesn't matter I'm alone. Doesn't matter the doors and curtains and everything is closed. Allah is watching. Allah is aware. Now he doesn't need anybody to police him. He doesn't need anybody to come and look over him. Allah is aware. Allah is watching. The greatness of Allah Ta'ala came in the heart. So now this is where the starting point of this inzar is. Rasulullah is being commanded. You're going to stand up to do the work now. And this is now any person who will follow in his Mubarak footsteps of conveying the deen. This will be the same tertib. Same procedure. Qum fa'andhir wa rabbaka fa'kabbir. Step one, instill the greatness of Allah Ta'ala in the heart. Allah Ta'ala's greatness. And how will this be instilled? We repeatedly discussed the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala created this whole universe. Have we thought about it? The oceans, this huge mass of water. The bigger part filled on earth is water. More than land, there's water. But this whole mass of water is held in place. Who's holding it there? The Qudrat of Allah. Otherwise, this whole mass of water is just washed over the land. Nothing will remain. Allah's Qudrat is holding it in place. This huge mountains. Who created it? Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, we created it. The sky, this huge sky from left to right, east to west, all the various from end to end, this huge sky, no pillar, not a single pillar holding the sky up. Who created the sky? And the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala mentions all this. describing all these mountains Allah created and all this vegetation that comes out of the earth how the rains come down and bring this dead earth alive by talking about the Qudrat of Allah the greatness of Allah then this settles in the heart now this instills that greatness of Allah in the heart nobody now can come and waylay this person can drag him towards haram come and fight him towards evil he'll be firm in his place Allah is watching Allah is aware then the second, the next instruction, Allah Ta'ala says, Literally translated, that keep your clothes clean. Literally translated, keep your clothes clean. Meaning, that Rasulullah was always very, very conscious of cleanliness and taharat. So just as you have always been such, continue to do so. But Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, despite being on the peak of every good, 
and that includes the heart and cleanliness and purity but this was to show the importance of this that my Nabi who is so careful about this if I'm addressing him then how important it is for everybody else so this was actually a message for the whole mankind but this is being addressed to Rasulullah that if he is being told this how much more everybody else should be conscious of it now literally translated it's clothes, so but the Arabic language is very rich in meaning and sometimes one word is used in different meanings and the different usages are all recorded among the usages of the word clothes, so, siyab is even heart person's soul the person's character is sometimes described with soul so all these things are included also just as the external purification and external cleanliness a person's body, his clothes, the place all this should be clean if this external part of him should be clean the internal side is even more important because the internal side is the real person the external side of the person is the vehicle is the structure that's carrying the real person inside the real person is his heart and soul his body is the vehicle of this and the day when that soul will go away when the real person will go away then the body will get buried and it will become sand in the grave because the real person is inside him the real person is his ruh, his soul so now if the external side has to be kept clean and pure how much more important the internal side would be and that is what is being said again Rasulullah was masoom, sinless pure but the personality who is sinless, who is pure he is being addressed that keep your internal self, external self pure is a lesson for everybody else actually just as you have always been pure, continue to do so but every other person who will come in these footsteps this is for him as well it is for me, it is for all of us that keep your heart clean clean of all the maladies and the illnesses of the heart whether it is malice, jealousy love of the ego, love of the world and fame and honor love of recognition whether it is the love of all the other whether it's pride, arrogance all the other illnesses and diseases of the heart keep the heart clean from all this so, then Allah says literally translated again Ruds means idols that these idols keep away from them meaning you have always been away from them Rasulullah received Nubu'at at the age of 40 but never once in his life from birth did he ever get involved in any kind of idol worship though Nubu'at only came at the age of 40 prior to that there was no deen but Rasulullah things that were going to become haram later he never indulged in that even before Nubu'at he never was part of any idol worship any drinking, drinking became haram very much later after Nubu'at also a good amount of time passed drinking became haram only in Madinah Munawwara but he never touched it from day one from his birth he never ever touched it 
anything that was going to become haram later, Allah Ta'ala kept him protected throughout his life, even before Nubuwat. So Rasulullah was never part of any idol worship. But he's been addressed again as a lesson for everybody else. Just as you have never been part of this ever in your life, continue to be far away from it. But idol worship, idol worship is again a symbol of disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. This is a very serious level. But it includes under it all the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. In other words, as a person conveying deen, teaching deen, a person who is now standing up for inzar, for conveying the word of Allah Ta'ala, for teaching the deen of Allah Ta'ala, now these are the guidelines that the person is being given. So Rasulullah Sallallahu is being addressed. Until Qiyamah every person following in this footsteps will be also addressed. Stay far away from the disobedience of Allah. Far away from any sin. And Allah forbid some mistake happens, immediately Tawbah, Istighfar, sincerely repenting, begging Allah's forgiveness, shedding tears of remorse and regret, and getting the heart cleaned out and wiped out. Because what is in the heart will impact on those who we are trying to convey deen to. Our words will go onto their ears. What is in our heart will impact on their hearts. They will hear our words, but they will receive some in this wireless world that we are living in now. Person is far away and through his phone he is sometimes opening his curtains at home. One person said, no, through his phone he can open his curtains at home. It's all linked up and wired and whatever else. And this wireless world, not difficult to understand this now. Person is sitting in one part of the world and he's doing something in another part of the world through this wireless connection. So there's a likewise a wireless connection from heart to heart. There's a wireless connection. So what kind of things we have in our heart that is going to transfer to those we are trying to pass Deen on to, trying to teach Deen to. So therefore this is for roots of Fahjur, keeping the heart clean and keeping away from things Allah that I is displeased with. And that is going to now impact on those we are passing Deen on to. Ruds of Fahjur. Wala tamnun tastakfir. Then the Bishwasalam is told, don't do any favor to anyone in the hope that you'll receive something in return better. You're doing a favor, you do it for Allah alone. And a very great favor is you're passing on Deen, you're doing a very great favor. To whoever it is, you're doing it for Allah alone. Don't expect any worldly returns for it. Don't hope for it too. Allah is the one that'll give. Allah will open his treasures. But yes, dunya is a place of tests. Initially there is some perseverance, some patience that will be required for all the aspects. In even conveying the deen. In fulfilling what the requirements of deen are. And therefore the next command Nabi Islam has been given, which is actually for the whole ummah, Wali Rabbika Fasbir. These are all the instructions related to Um Fa'anzir. It started off at that point. Stand up and start with the work and the effort of Deen. But these are all the instructions. And finishing off on which point? Wali Rabbika Fasbir. And have patience and sabr for your Rabb. For Him alone. Sabr. Sabr in all its different forms. Different categories. One is Sabr ala ta'at. And the sabr that is required in fulfilling the commands of Allah Ta'ala. To wake up at the time of Fajr, it's a winter morning, 
There's cold water only. Take salah. And the person now still wakes up, still go makes the wuzu properly, still performs his salah. Allah is saying, have sabr for that. But you'll see the rewards of it. So sabr al-ta'at, to fulfill the commands of Allah Ta'ala, what sabr might be required for it, adopt it. Make the sabr. Sabr anil ma'asi, that there is a temptation to commit some sin. At that time there is a sabr that's required. Because the heart seems to be dragged in a direction. And it seems now if I don't give in to this temptation, my heart will break. If I don't look in the direction that I'm being tempted to look at, my heart will break. So now the person addresses himself and says, if my heart breaks, let me break. Because if I'm breaking it for Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will mend this broken heart with His muhabbat and love. If you want to join two bricks together, then it has its own specific thing to join it. You can't use glue, you use cement. And if you want to join two pieces of paper together, you don't use cement. That got glue. And if the cloth tears, then you don't use glue or cement. It got its own thing. It got thread. Bring the cotton and needle and thread and sew up the cloth. So everything got something specific for it to be joined together. When it breaks, when it tears, something specific will join it. When the heart breaks, but not for the sake of dunya, not for the sake of haram. Many times the heart breaks, but for haram. Person was involved, Allah forbid, in some haram relationship, and now that person ditched him. A lot of people sometimes come crying now. They say, What happened now? A very serious. Make dua. What dua was made? Na'uzubillah, my girlfriend left me. <laughs> so now in other words, Na'uzubillah is asking, Make dua, I can carry on with the haram. <laughs> now he's crying and he's sick. Let's <laughs> make dua now, the girlfriend ran away. Say, Alhamdulillah. What big ground that that must continue with the haram. So any case for, for haram, people's hearts have broken. But when the heart breaks for Allah Ta'ala, for His pleasure, that my Allah has forbidden this, so I am not going to displease Him. Doesn't matter my heart breaks. And sometimes the heart breaks in that manner. When the heart breaks for Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala mends that broken heart with His muhabbat. The sweetness of Iman. This is understood from the hadith of Qudsi where Nabi Salaam says and Allah Ta'ala says that النَّظَرُ سَحْمٌ مِّن سِحَامِ إِبْلِيسَ مَسْمُومٌ that the haram glance, a person looking at haram, woman, non-maharams, etc. whatever evil this is a poisonous arrow of shaitan in other words when that haram glance is cast then shaitan in return is shooting a poisonous arrow on his heart now that poison sits in the heart now and when poison is poison, poison starts doing his job. Then one thing leads to another, and Allah forbid way it leads to. So now Nabi Salaam is saying that Allah Ta'ala says that this is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. And man tarakaha makhafati. The one who will refrain from this, stay away from it, out of my fear, out of my love. Then abdaltu biha imanan yajidu halawatahu fi qalbi. In return I will give him such iman that he will taste the sweetness of it in his heart. Halawat-e-imani. One meaning of this is, istilzazu ta'ad. He'll start enjoying his ibadat. He'll be looking forward to tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. He'll find great enjoyment in his salah. It won't be a burden for him. Why? Because he gave up haram pleasure 
Allah Ta'ala gave him now the halal pleasure, the sweetest pleasure, the real pleasure. And apart from this, over and above this, the Muhaddisin explain, this is also a physical experience. Like a person puts something sweet in his mouth, he feels the sweetness. He can feel something sweet, he'll feel the sweetness in his heart. So Allah Ta'ala mentioned broken heart with his muhabbat. So sabr ala ta'at, making sabr for fulfilling whatever Allah Ta'ala's commands are. Sabr anil ma'asi, making sabr by withholding oneself, keeping oneself away from whatever Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. And the third sabr, sabr on any difficulty. Sometimes in conveying deen, somebody is not interested, somebody is just being very arrogant and rude, is not prepared to accept anything, somebody is putting some obstacles in the way, whatever else is carrying on. All these things, a person who has the sabr, Rasulullah is saying, Allah is saying to Nabi sallallahu that in this path of deen, there will be challenges. But that person will succeed who has sabr. That person who has adopted sabr, he will be able to succeed. And then Allah Ta'ala will use him for the, for the hidayat of mankind. Then the doors will open up. There was a very great personality in South Africa, who we might have, some of us might have heard of him, maybe somebody even saw him, Allah Alam. He passed away around 97 or a little bit later, around 98 or something. Haji Bai Padia Rahmatullahi. Many of us might have seen him. He came to South Africa and revived the work of Dawud, which we all are perhaps familiar with. So when he started off in the early days, he used to live in Amzinto. And from Amzinto, Pakreni is a distance away. In those days, very few people had cars and whatever else. He didn't own a car at all. And in this Pakreni area, there were many Muslim businesses, people living there too, but no salah of demise to take place. Now he wanted to get this grain, because he had this passion in him, that deen must come alive. So he used to leave early, walk from Amzinto, because no, no, no car. Somebody gave him a lift, give him a lift, and then walk. It's quite a distance. By car it takes 10 minutes, 15 minutes sometimes. Walk all the way to Pakistan, to make it there before Zohar. Go and meet some of those business people, meet some others, please, we're going to make Zohar Salah in a certain place. So try to get everybody in one place. And then make the Zohar Salah, and then come back. Why? Just to get Salah started. And nobody to help, nobody to support. Back in the early days, one man ace out alone, but he's making that sacrifice. There was a passion inside, a fire burning. And like this is just one example of many, many situations. But then a time came when people became conscious of Salah. Otherwise, very long ago, 35, 40 years ago, maybe a little bit more, 50 years ago, in many places, hardly anybody in any masjid. Sometimes just the Imam, the Muazzin, nobody else. Fajr Salah especially, nobody. Many places where some people now are a little bit concerned, at the time of Fajr, they would go to fetch people, knock on the door, come on, please, Salah time. Gradually things started becoming alive, people started becoming conscious of deen. What is started of a lot of sabr, a lot of sabr, a lot of sacrifice. And people, his own family, you see something wrong with you, you got off your head. What are you doing all this? But he made sabr on all that, sabr on all the comments, sabr on the criticism, 
summon all the conditions. And as a result, he went through some very difficult times. Hardly anything, everything down and out. Because now all his time now, his passion was to get Deen alive. So now he's sacrificing so much, not getting time to even take care of his own needs and family properly. But make summer, summer. The time came, Allah Ta'ala opened that hole. He became the means of hidayah for thousands. He wasn't an alim formerly. But he became the means of maybe hundreds of people becoming ulama. And how many thousands becoming hafiz. So, the starts of it, sabr. Allah Ta'ala is saying, Wali Rabbika Fasbir. Make sabr for your Rabb. Now these were the six injunctions, commands that Rasulullah Sallallahu was given that you go to now stand up and commence the effort and convey the deen of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Rasulullah Sallallahu fulfilled that mission in his time par excellence to the perfect level. Then he moved on and he left this responsibility with the Sahaba They then carried out this responsibility. They passed it on this time it is now on our shoulders we have to follow the same guidelines we have to keep trying trying our best building our own selves within ourselves just to finish off on one aspect which Hazrat Abu Darda ta'ala, a very very senior sahabi of Rasulullah on one occasion it was going to be a battle the next day they are going to be fighting with the enemy who are trying to now destroy Islam, destroy the Muslims and now they are going to be fighting the, on the battlefield so he gathered the Sahaba and now the, everybody is now getting prepared now tomorrow we are going to end up facing the enemy so he now tonight is the night before that battle so he is addressing them and he is saying Ya ayyuhal nas amalun salihun qabla al-qital innama tuqatiluna bi'a'malikum hello people Engage in a lot of amal, amalun salihun, lot of amal, lot of dua, lot of istighfar, nafil salah, begging Allah's help before tomorrow, before the battle. Amalun salihun qabla al-qital. Why? Innama tuqatiluna bi'amalikum. That your real strength is not in your arms. Your real strength is not in your numbers. Your real strength is not in how advanced your technology is. The real strength is in none of these things. You truly fight on the strength of your amal. Because Allah Ta'ala's help comes on the amal. Then the amal are there, then even with the minimal means, Allah Ta'ala will grant the success. And if the amal are missing, the deen is missing, the obedience of Allah Ta'ala is missing, then with the best of means also, there won't be any production. So the true benefit will come through the amal. So before that day of class, before that day of madrasa, before that day of da'wah, before that day, amal, du'a, taking the names of those children, making du'a for them, begging Allah Ta'ala's help, Ya Allah, you help me to convey your deen. Allah, you help me to teach deen in the way that you are pleased. Allah, you put barakat in that effort. Allah, you make it a means of hidayat, make it a means of khair and good. That amal, the two rakats of the salah, salatul haja, begging Allah's help, making some istighfar, giving some sadaqah, it might be ten cents. Giving some sadaqah, sadaqah brings down the help of Allah. So, 
whatever amal are possible, a person is doing this amal to bring strength into his amal and bring strength into his his efforts of deen. Because the strength comes through the amal. So Allah Ta'ala gives me first and foremost the tawfiq to follow on the guidelines that Allah Ta'ala has given us, the instructions that Allah Ta'ala has given us in the Quran Sharif and the Subhanallah Sallallahu Allah Ta'ala accept each one's efforts, Allah Ta'ala make it a means of tremendous khair and barakah, Allah Ta'ala accept each one and make each one among his special chosen servants and keep us all steadfast on Iman till our last breath, keep us engaged in the efforts of deen till that last breath with ikhlas and afiyat, Allah Ta'ala take us with Iman, raise us on the day of Qiyamah with Iman, wa akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillahi اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك إذا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وتأخرنا لنكون من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدعنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هم إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خير من الأولى اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان اللهم أصلح لنا شأننا كله اللهم أصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين ولا تنزع منا صالح ما أعطيتنا اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم اهدنا واهد بنا واجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم اهدي الناس جميعا اللهم اهدي الناس جميعا اللهم اهدي الناس جميعا اللهم اجعلنا هداة مهتدين غير ضالين ولا مضلين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله